Hello and welcome to a pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan, my pronouns are he, him, and I'll be your storyteller for this game about living gods on the wrong side of the law. Joining me for this game is... Hey there guys, my name is Tyler, uh, pronouns are he, him, I'm going to be playing uh, Ricky, the fire-affected street exorcist. Hi everybody, my name is Christina, I will be playing Elion. My pronouns are she, her, and Elion's pronouns are they, them. They are a water-aspected investigator. Hi everyone, my name's Cody, pronouns are he, they, and I play Amalar Divine, the air-aspected shady businessman. Hi, my name is Britt, and my pronouns are she and her. I play a wood aspect named Rush Ferris, who has a ferret familiar named Zeke. Together, they specialize in archery, larceny, and dance. Hi, I'm Michaela, she, her, and I'll be playing Tarali of House Regara, an earth aspected leader of a small military force known as the Tyrants, who collects the books for the gang. And this is Exalted, like a dragon-blooded, the Atonement Prison Break. All right, so as the battle concludes in the prison yard, we swing back over to the medical wing where the thin space between the Shadowlands and the and creation uh, has been broken, and currently no one can regen essence at the top of initiative for this combat with the Abyssal Sorcerer to undead boys and a skeleton with not with needles for hands Resh Ferris is at the top of initiative with 18 fucking initiative Ferris what would you like to do so we were like robbed in the Shadowland or did like the room we were in become the Shadowland the room that you are in uh, now has the properties of a Shadowland, which means that uh, living beings do not regenerate essence while that this is here. Okay. Um, I guess I'm just going to keep on going for the one dude I attacked slash like, took all his initiative away. I believe that that was uh, the one zombie. Um, I assume that you're going to make a decisive attack since you're at 18 initiative. Yes. So I'm going to use unobstructed hunter's aim to get extra dice for my archery roll. I'm going to spend three moats to get three extra dice. Okay. Anything else you'd like to do? I will let you know uh, that this guy's evasion is a four. Can I also add on... Death from Nowhere for four moats and um, um, Death from Nowhere. Oh, wait, that's for it's withering. A, never mind. Yep, that's a withering only. Okay, well, then I'm just gonna do the unobstructed hunter's aim for three moats and my archery and dex, which is a total of 13 dice. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, go ahead and roll that. You have to hit uh, four dice or four successes. Okay, so after uh, does does the scene like the area change? Like, does it look like darker or anything like that? Yes, the area looks darker. Uh, you as a dragon blooded who are uh, intrinsically linked to the elemental poles of creation feel for a moment. Uh, and this goes for the other two of you, but you guys feel like your link to the elemental poles has been uh, weirdly severed. Uh, this is not a feeling that you have ever felt before, unless, of course, you've ever hung out in a Shadowland before, which you can choose whether or not that you've done that before. Uh, but if you have, like, it definitely feels weird and wrong. So you guys know that something is up. Uh, the, the best way that I could describe it is uh, as if that you had 
uh, as if you are literally having like some kind of supernatural encounter, like the, the temperature has suddenly dropped, your breath is misting, despite the uh, the season being a little hotter than normal, uh, despite the exertions of your, uh, uh, like, of literally being in combat. Okay, so when this, when it, when the feel of everything kind of shifts, I, I want to take a deep breath, shake off the feeling, try to refocus back on my target, pull my bow up and aim, draw back, and as I aim, I will take a deep breath and release it as I let loose the arrow. Okay. Yeah, I will absolutely give you an extra two dice on that. Excellent. You hit. Go ahead and roll me 18 dice, Brit. Uh, so that would be seven damage. I know because the dice roller automatically doubles tens. Uh, seven lethal. Let's see. Well, Brit, how do you want to take this guy out? So after I lit loose the arrow, aiming it straight for, I guess whatever heart or face, maybe his face, brain area. Um, I want the arrow to kind of. You know, in some of the movie scenes where they'll, like, shoot an arrow or gun and then, like, it feels like it's going in slow motion only to speed up right at impact and hit him right in the middle of the eyes. With deft accuracy, Ferris draws the bow back, shoots, and the arrow goes right through the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the eyelid, uh, the, the... Uh, arrowhead of it coming right out the back of the skull, but stopping there as that this person just kind of stares at you wide-eyed and then like you've shot people before. You've seen them fall in combat. You're too good of an archer not to have seen people go down. Normally they fall backwards from just the force of it. In this case, this thing held itself aloft long enough that it then just crumpled. There was something unnatural about it. With that, your initiative now resets to three. This guy is taken off of the initiative chart. And then it is Elian's turn. She took out Rodin Brackham, the guy who looks like the lead singer of Sabaton. But Skelly's still alive. Yes, the the skeleton is still alive, as well as the abyssal and the other uh, zombie. What? I didn't know at all that he was an abyssal. It was very obvious when he started bleeding and everything. Yeah, I know. I think I was attacking Skelly Boy, if I remember correctly. I believe that you were, because you know what that thing actually doing an attack and hitting someone on it will cause problems. Yeah, uh, well, I'm going to be probably a little bit boring this round and assume my form. Um, because I haven't been able to get anything good enough for that. And I actually don't even remember what my initiative is. Uh, your initiative is currently a 14. I thought that you had already assumed your form. I had not yet. No, I hadn't met the requirements to automatically assume it. Okay. Oh, uh, did you still want me to describe what my burning animal looks like? Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. Thank you for reminding me. Okay, so, um, what triggered the burning anima was Elion going into their, um, stance, their martial arts stance. So they close their eyes and just kind of do this pose with their hands uh, close to their face, almost as if they're meditating for a moment. Um, The eyes that start to slowly appear, uh, the water uh, drips out of it, like normal starts to flare up. And then there's this slow echo of crying that just, it's an eerie sound that just kind of wraps you in it. As the essence is burnt and they enter burning, you hear that crying and weeping turn more into what sounds like a torrential downpour. 
that echoes around you. And the eyes, there starts to more start to accumulate and the dripping tears and the water flowing out start to take form as water whips that slink around on the ground and in the air. Um, and as their eyes open, there's a lightning that crackles and there's a sh sound of thunder that just breaks into the room. And there is uh, that electricity begins to crackle around their hands as they move forward into their stance. Also, fucking metal. Th that was pretty fucking amazing. Well, they're when they're at iconic um, or bonfire, it's a kraken. It's an electrical kraken, electrical water kraken. That's that's pretty happened. awesome. But yes, you were at a fourteen. Uh, next, uh, so you're going to use your turn to assume your form, okay? Yeah, and I'm going to use it out of my uh, peripheral, which is, I think that's eight points from the crack. I had to look at my sheet. So that's going to make me uh, flare up. Okay. Sounds good. Next up is uh, this guy was actually going to uh, try to go after uh, Michaela. Uh, so he is, uh, last turn he had used flying time technique, which treats his initiative as three points higher than it is for turn order, which doesn't actually change around where that he is like in actual turn order. <laughs> and he is going to use his, uh, movement to, uh, go after Michaela and is going to go to do an attack on you. Poor choice, really. Listen, he's going to make choices. I can't I can't guarantee that they're all going to be good. So he is going to. Uh, so he is going to be attacking you with a with a dice pool of seven with two automatic successes added on it because he's using flying time technique that allows him to add two successes to attack a character who hasn't gone yet this round. Tarali, is there anything that you'd like to do as it, this guy comes like he comes like shambling, but shambling like a Dawn of the like Dawn of the Dead remake 28 days later zombie, like running at you more like and is going to try and like leap on you and try to like savage you. He's not going to be doing any like he's still doing a withering attack, but he's not doing like. He's he's basically trying to like get you on the uh, defensive so that he can actually like get a killing blow in. I'm just perusing my options really fast. That's fair. Remember, you always have the option to stunt your defense. Hey, right, so my stunt's really gonna be more intimidation than anything. I'm actually not going to really try to do too much to dodge. I'm not a, a very dodgy character. I'm just going to kind of like. You could also parry. Parry is also a defense. Like a parry could be like just. You see the hands coming and you just like take your big arm muscles and just like smash them away. Like. Alrighty. So with my. Uh, reflexive become the hammer natural martial artist ability I see his cute wannabe attempt to attack me it's adorable uh, so I kind of like look towards him you can kind of see she relaxes into her muscles kind of getting ready to take on whatever's about to happen completely unfazed has a little smirk she's ready for him to like fuck around and find out She's waiting for this. She's excited for it. Um, and will uh, with Become the Hammer parry off whatever he's going to do. Just kind of smack his hand out of the way as he tries to jump on her completely unfazed. Okay. Uh, how much is Become the Hammer giving you for parry? So. Mm. So you can spend one moat to add bonus dice. Or two moats to add, um... Harry. Yeah, Which is what you're doing Perry. right now. Yeah. Um... Two moats per point, so I guess it's... However many points are allowed by our Perry, which is... Her martial arts and dexterity, right? No, her martial arts. Just martial arts. Yeah. So that's We're not playing solars. Fair... So if her martial arts is a five, which I assume that it is, 
But of course. She can add two to her parry. If she had a specialty of some kind that could be applied for this through either martial arts or brawl or, or some kind of specialty from either of those, she could get it up to a theoretical six or a I mean, theoretical three. I do have battlefield awareness as a specialty. Is that in your martial arts or brawl? No, it's an awareness. Right. So then it does not apply to this. Darn. So then, okay, so then you would be spending four motes to get two extra on parry if you want it. Correct. Uh, like I said, he has two auto successes um, and he's rolling seven dice. I'm going to take a wild guess and assume that your parry is a five. I'm going to just take a wild guess here because I know that Cody probably helped build you. Um, I want to say your dexterity is probably a five and your martial arts is a five. Correct. So then your dex, so then your parry is a five. Perfect. If you use that at the ma- so I'm going to let you know. Uh, for the description, I'm going to give you uh, a one dot stunt, which is going to up your evasion or not your sorry, not your evasion, your parry by one. Which means that no matter what, you're at a six. You can spend two motes, put yourself at a seven or four motes and put yourself at an eight. Like I said, he's rolling seven dice, but has two auto successes. How much would you like to spend? I'll just spend the... Was one an option to get me up to seven? Oh, I spend two to get one. There we go. Okay, so then you're going to spend two. You, uh, with a stunt and your base parry, you are bumping yourself up to a seven. Uh, He has two auto successes, so he's looking to get five successes to hit you. He only got a total of five which does not meet your parry of seven. So he comes in and absolutely fucking whiffs it. Uh, Since he whiffed it, his initiative goes down by one. Bringing him down to five, and it is now Hanafusa, the doctor's turn. The doctor is going to look over at Muscle Chick, uh, his lost zombie, and the girl who uh, shot him dead in one go, and the person who is crackling with literal energy, and just go, Oh dear me, this is no place for a surgeon to be. I'll just... You'll have to excuse me. And he's going to spend ten motes, and his... uh, His... Deep black anima is going to immediately hit bonfire. Uh, There is a massive skeleton behind him that has like armbands worth of surgical tools that is breathing heavily as if it was shot in the lungs. And you can see like the. His anima coalescing around him in like a protective form as that is his turn. I will make note that he has something that is similar to uh, the Twilight cast on there, just in case anyone was curious about what he's doing. Noted. Uh, so after that being his turn. um, Tarali at three. What would you like to do? One second. So just to clarify, because I was having to tweak my sheet a little bit. I know Mr. Sirswer dude kind of did his little flare up. What happened to the initial person who was attacking at me when he fumbled it? Where did he go? Uh, he went down to uh, five. That is Gundhorn. Um, he is right in front of you, but he's like fumbled. Cute. Also, I realized that I fucked up your name. <laughs> so, um... My suggestion to you, uh, Michaela, would be that Tarali doesn't have a whole lot of initiative to do a whole lot of damage right now. You should probably get some initiative. All right. I think I have it worked out. Tell me what you think. Um, so Tarali, seeing what's going on in the background and knowing that he's the one who's been trying to keep us in the Shadowlands and knowing that we need our region, like she's got battlefield awareness. She's very aware that there's been a change in the environment. Um, 
especially with her history with anathema. She, she knows it's a little shady. Uh, she is going to kind of shift focus to uh, him after seeing him summon his little skeleton with surgery tools in the background. Um, um, for clarification, it's his, it's his anima bonfire that's going. Yes, that. <laughs> I, I just wanted to clarify that uh, just so you knew that it wasn't him like, aha, I, I'm now summoning more enemies. Uh, but she sees his flash. Um, definitely more intrigued by going after him. Uh, since she has a fumbled uh, guy in front of her who's just kind of useless at this point, I'm going to, if possible, combo my tornado whirlwind kick for five votes with my champion's hook for three spending eight uh like i've done before and kind of use the fumbled guy in front of me as a a springboard to get to the sorcerer behind him that's causing all this and like brazilian martial arts spin kick over top of him and try to land a roundhouse kick onto the sorcerer and as the body pivots around, punch him in the face to see what effect that has on him. Okay, so the champion's hook is withering only, which means that I'm going to assume that the tornado whirlwind kick is the withering type. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to ask this. Are you attacking the skeleton in front of you or are you attacking the like basically just using him as like set dressing to like spring forward and like withering attack uh the the doctor it's insult to injury for his fumble i'm using him as set dressing and just find him adorable at this point and not a threat okay i just wanted to be clear about that because it was a little bit unclear since like you could say it the other way and be like, I'm going to use him to reap initiative and like tornado whirlwind kick him as well. And then be in close proximity to the doctor and ready to fuck him up on the next round. But since you're going after the doctor with everything, what are you going to be rolling for that? Cause I will let you know that he has a, uh, he has an evasion of three or no, I'm sorry. He has an evasion of four. He can maybe kind of dodge. He's definitely a smarter boy than he is anything else. And my goal is to beat the smarts out of him. Let me do math. Okay, so my uh, dice pull for attack is 10, plus I can spend moats with Become the Hammer to add an additional 2, plus re-rolling 6s. Okay, and then uh, with with that description, I'm absolutely giving you a two-dot stunt. So an extra two dice and an auto-success. Like, you kind of rocked that stunt there. <laughs> um, So you're going to be rolling 12? Is that what I'm hearing? And you have an auto-success? Or no, uh, you're going to be rolling 14 and you have an auto-success. Yes. Okay. And she rerolls ones and sixes. Question. Um, Elian yeah. stayed at. Elian has stayed at short range from. I know that Ferris has, but uh, has Elian stayed at short range from just about everyone? I don't believe you've actually engaged anyone in close combat, right? Uh, I think I'm currently at short range, yeah. But now that my stuff is activated, I can do medium range. Or are you just asking for relevancy of people getting hurt by my... I'm uh, asking for relevancy of people getting hurt. Yeah, I've stayed at short range, pretty much. Uh, the anima only affects non-dragon-blooded characters. Which would be the skeleton person. Uh, there's, the uh, th- there's another thing that this guy has that uh, gotcha. would affect other people within close range. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I have not gotten to close range of anybody just yet. I'm pretty sure. Because the only one that I've engaged with is uh, Skelly Bro. So he is going to use uh, Reed in the Wind, uh, costing him two initiative to raise his evasion by one. uh, Oh, man. Reed in the Wind. So useful. So he is going to bring himself down to one initiative. 
Okay. Um, and he is also going to spend a moat to act drifting to enact drifting leaf illusion, which means that if you meet his evasion, you still don't hit him. Um, so his evasion is pumped up to a six. Um, and you have to hit a seven to actually hit him. And this is for dead dude, right? Or this the abyssal? For, this is for the, the abyssal. So if you would like to roll me that, like I said, you have two extra dice from the stunt and an auto success plus your other dice you were rolling anyway. Uh, at oh, oh, wait, no. I get to re-roll once. <laughs> also, you had an auto success. But let's go ahead and beef it up a little extra, too. Oh, of course. Yeah, you re-roll Fingers up crossed. to five ones. Up to five. Up to your strength and ones. So you can re-roll all three of those ones. We're still at seven, though, so you we're are still, still good. at seven. Okay, so you hit with a threshold of one. The tornado whirlwind attack. Are you uh, are you moving them? No, because your tornado whirlwind moved you. Okay, Correct. you got one threshold success. Um, and up to your strength threshold successes on a withering attack become post post soak dice. So what is your damage? Five successes. What does that get me? <laughs> uh, so, um... Also, do I get to double tens? Yes, on Withering, you do. Okay, so five successes, then. So, he had moved himself purposely down to one initiative, which was a bad call on his part. He is now at negative four initiative, which means that Tarali gets five initiative points putting her at eight, gets one for landing the attack, and five for crashing him, putting Tarali back up at the top of initiative at 14, which is horrifying. Tis lovely. Just so crazy how quickly that things can just get way out of hand. They just stand there, like, concentrating, like, clearly beat up, but, like, they're holding their hands, like, as, like, clearly concentrating on everything. Hey, Brendan, real quick. Uh, Michaela's thinking about using muscle shift. Okay. Do muscle shift. Reading it's a little confusing for me to explain to her what it does. Um, let's see. So, it can only be activated after a successful withering attack, allowing you to launch into an immediate reflexive decisive attack. That adds wits as bonus dice to hit. Uses the initiative reaped from the withering attack and ignores hardness. And since you're a terrestrial, you can only use this on a crashed opponent. And but you may activate this charm the instant the opponent is crashed if you wish. So what this basically means is, is that you can deal. um, You can do an immediate decisive strike against this guy. For the initiative that you just got from him, which is to say you can make a decisive strike for 11 uh, if you hit him and you may reflexively add your wits as bonus dice to hit plus anything else. You're just not allowed to like supplement it with uh, anything that doesn't come from your martial art. Does that make sense? Between me and Cody, probably. Okay, so basically, you're not allowed to use an excellency on it because you're basically getting the equivalent of an excellency in bonus dice from that wits thing. Right, but she can use Kaiser Beat Drive. Which is what I was looking at. Or Light Speed Kaiser Assault. Kaiser Beat Drive? I do. I do. Fuck. Um, (laughs) Right. So she rolls it five times and takes the highest of it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he doesn't have any extra stuff to spend and he's already been hit once. So his evasion is. I must break you. Uh, did you want to describe this for some bonus bullshit? So seen uh, like a wounded animal, his intense need to stay focused. Uh, Training acts on instinct. Her muscle shifts, falls into her relaxed form of I'm about to beat you and open a can of whoop ass, which is their natural state of being. And 
she goes to unleash a fury of her Kaiser beat drives now that he has crashed to just beat him into the ground, really add insult to injury, and, and take her prey down. When the when the Tarali being a martial artist of some renown, clearly. As most martial artists do, uh, usually they have like a kia that they yell out uh, or whatever. Uh, would you like to tell us the, the the fans of this martial art uh, what that your like yell is every time that you punch? She can't keep a straight face while going. Buda, 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 buda. Especially with my lungs. That's fair. You 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 can ju- you can just tell me what it is and then I'll repeat it. Are you doing the Muda? I, I will enact the Jojo Muda. Okay. She's changing it to Baka. <laughs> Baka? Okay. Baka, 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 Baka. You fool for trying to take me on. You just start kicking and punching, just going, Baka, 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 Baka. And just, just destroying this man. Ending his whole career. Ending, ending this man's whole career. Since you're leaning so far into it, Michaela, I will give you that three dot stunt. Uh, so that's two extra dice, a uh, temporary willpower point, and an auto success. Um, roll it. <laughs> you just have to roll three. That's all you need. Oh, wait, no, but you have to roll like multiple attacks, don't you? Yes, I do. And I get to take the highest. Fuck. Okay, I guess you roll five decisive attacks. Go for it. 15 five times. Wait. Oh. Your bonus dice. Uh, so 17. <laughs> Let's restart that real quick. Uh, I wouldn't worry about it for those first two because you do hit on them. So. And. Uh, threshold successes don't matter for decisive. Unless they do from your thing. Every one of those that hits adds an additional damage to the one that she takes. That's the highest. Okay, but it doesn't. Uh, it, it her having threshold successes doesn't doesn't add damage, right? Right. It's just as long. So eleven is her highest one, right? Yes. yes. And would she have to roll to get a successful attack? Just three. Yeah, three. Michaela, uh, Tarali, how do you want to deal with this fucker? Uh, are you going to just knock him out or are you going to murder him? You have brought him down to incap. It is your choice. I told him I was going to break him and I am a woman of my words. I mean, are you going to break him like Bane thought that he broke the bat or are you going to break him? My flurry of blows is going to uh, unleash nauseatingly sounds of crunching bone and just limbs laying in ungodly directions that they should not just looking floppy. He looks like a sad stuffed doll that's been played with for too many years at this point. Um, He is broken. He is bloody. He is sad. And in her best Batman voice while pummeling him, she turns back to the rest behind her and she's like, you want some of this? But you have not answered my question. Is he dead? I feel like... But did he die, though? (laughs) I I feel like that would be a a fairly detrimental uh, amount of damage to take. I, I feel like surviving that would be low likelihood. Um... I'm more of a fighter. I don't really check his pulse, but I feel like realistically with every bit of you broken and shattered into shambles, you're probably not living. Okay, so then you you are absolutely not checking. You are breaking him and trusting in your own martial artist prowess that he is not dead or that he is dead. I will let you know that this man is an abyssal and is technically dead from the start anyway. <laughs> Given my innate battlefield awareness and, and war mongering feats uh, and, and long history with dead things, 
I feel like I'm able to conclude successfully that he is no longer of the same essence that he was. He's been turned into a new element of slush. Okay. I I basically wanted confirmation that is he dead or isn't he? Uh, Because Exalted do have uh, a especially Exalted of the Celestial uh, a la Solar Abyssal type do have a proclivity to come back from some bullshit. I mean, if somebody is able to super glue a slushy into a solid form, then maybe they could, but I don't see that happening. Okay. You beat this man down. His bones are mush. He is barely a living thing. If he ever was alive to begin with. And the moment that this happens, he goes down. And as soon as he goes down, the zombies and the bone cider that are here. Immediately just crumple. As if there was a necromancer here keeping them up and you've seen through my clever necromancer puzzle. Yeah, that's certainly what it was all along. I didn't just want to beat something up. I mean, you could have picked one of the zombies. I like the challenge. He he looked shiny. It got my attention. So, with that out of the way, there are groups of you who have uh, kind of reformed. Or uh, The prison yard is more aligned with Ricky and Jaded Mike and uh, Divine there, who are kind of uh, working with the people. There is a group of a lot of rowdy prisoners that would have normally, that are not taking kindly to the two of you potentially giving any kind of orders. But at some point... Hey, we we aren't here for orders. Y'all do y'all's thing. We're just here to break it down. The combat on the top side uh, concludes, and Tarali, as well as uh, Elian and Ferris, walk out fairly well off in combat, or, well, successful in combat, and about half of the people who looked like they might have tried to start a fight with uh, the two of you uh, immediately turn and look to Tarali and give a... uh, give a salute to her. With combat uh, currently concluded, and uh, blood apes and monks and zombies and other things dispatched. Oh my. And the group back together, but still missing a key part of what they came here for. What's y'all's plan from here? Uh, Ricky, not waiting for a group consensus, is going to start moving towards the anathema wing, because that's his boy. Uh, Elion's going to do their best to kind of give a little bit of distance, so people aren't getting water whipped and, uh, basically electrocuted from their anima. Uh, Divine's going to attempt to sneak into the anathema wing from the direction that he knows, because... He's pretty sure June hasn't told the boys that we're square yet. So I don't want to get caught in that battle group. That is a totally fair assessment. Uh, in that case, uh, Divine, if you could roll me a dex and stealth roll, just to see if anyone notices you. Dope. Uh, now's a good time to note my specialty in stealth is avoidance. Okay, I would absolutely give you that extra uh, that extra dice for that. I think there's some still ill effects at burning, but I could be misremembering. Yeah, there are totally effects. I've got it pulled up. Uh, At burning, stealth becomes impossible. It's bonfire and iconic where that, I believe, other thing. Yes, at bonfire, that's when the anima flux uh, things start happening. Yeah. Ah, my mistake. But stealth still becomes impossible. I mean, they're still going to keep their distance from people because, yeah, they're noticeable. <laughs> I would absolutely say for uh, for the sake of like cinematic stuff that as that uh, 
as that Elian is going through the prison, uh, however, which way that they decide to go. If any random guard mooks were to get in the way, I would absolutely just allow you to just kind of like push them away with like your 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 anima where it is right now, like kind of like as like a force of will kind of thing. I think that that would be thematically appropriate because the anima flux is literally like it's now uncontrolled and hitting scenery. Yeah, and they're they're at I think sixteen, and I think there's also something with my martial art that does some weird stuff, but I don't know where it. Is is currently if people get too close to me when i'm in form and have something else but regardless moving on yeah so i can't self because i'm in bonfire so i guess i'm just gonna walk with the group i forgot i was in bonfire okay you and i are just these beacons of (laughs) elemental bullshit samesies though three out of five of us are bonfiring i am burning i'm not quite bonfire yet I think the only reason that Ricky isn't is because he uh, he, he literally breathed fire and had you eat part of his uh, anima for that. In the fun. So, um, I take it then that everyone is going towards the anathema wing in some way, shape, or form. Oh, and Ferris is glowing. So yeah, we're all just kind of beacons of bullshit right uh, now. I just got done fighting uh, illegally extinct Cuban pirate. Uh, I certainly am probably at least glowing. I don't remember exactly where I was from last time, but. I want, to say that you, I want to say that you're glowing because you had to get up to uh, glowing first uh, and then, like, eat your anima to breathe out the fire. Yeah, that was at the very beginning of the combat. Right. Despite it taking us a couple weeks, the combat actually did not last that long. Also, if that also it's if that you spend it, if you were to spend just to clarify, if you were to spend, say, 15 peripheral all at once, you would still only go up one level. But if you were to spend five and then five and then five, that would be you going up like from uh, dim to glowing to burning to to bonfire. Yeah, that's the only reason I'm not bonfire right now is because I did it in small chunks and then I did uh, two big chunks that were five or more. Yeah, I use minimum four per turn in combat, so. So. You all are heading towards the anathema wing as a group. Uh, Nobody is going to literal like nobody is dumb enough to get into the way of a full circle of dragon blooded. Any kind of mook that would get in your way is going to get out of your way and go focus on other things like Karal's boys or maybe like being very bad at taking down Tarali's tyrants. It's very much a you guys kind of have the run of this place. Any of the the the, the bigger guys who might have tried to stop you, they're down for the count at the moment. So you all head from Gen Pop over to the Anathema Wing. Uh, We've already kind of described it as being kind of like a uh, solitary confinement or like punishment ward kind of thing. And as you guys approach and... Uh, the, the doors, you can see like a uh, a, a guard who has been, uh, well, kind of like punched, <laughs> for, for lack of a better word. Uh, someone has come through and just kind of like decked him and he has passed out. Uh, and he has very clearly on his uh, on the side of his hip has a set of keys. Oh, good to see somebody's uh, fight or flight instincts kicked in. Yeah, <laughs> kind of fight. Yeah, where where did uh where did, uh Jaded Mike go? By the way, is he just out fighting goons? He's out fighting goons. Thank you for reminding me that he exists. I will make sure that he gets on uh, that he joins the criminal family. He seemed like a pretty cool guy. So the anathema wing, the foreboding anathema wing. What do y'all do? Divine's gonna shout out. Hey, uh, I didn't get your name last time. You still here? You run away yet? Uh, oh, is that you hear like this kind of like confused sounding voice? Oh, is that is that the new guy? Are you are you still in here, bud? Did, can you ask them when they're going to bring bring us our food? Did, we're getting a little hungry in here. Hey, uh, old blood, have you tried uh, opening your door? I'm going to walk towards where his voice is coming from. I'm going to follow. Yeah, we tried. Uh, I tried getting out of here a while, uh, while ago. 
maybe a month, I think. I am going to attempt to open his door when I get to where I believe his voice is coming from. Uh, you're going to just go up and open up his door? Yeah. And, uh, Brendan, we are in agreement that I'm the work. The martial artists are kind of always in form while we're in here. Yes, I am going to let you guys stay in form for the rest of this uh, th- this uh, adventure because mm-hmm. forms cost a lot, and I know that I made you guys go through a pretty rough combat there. So, fight or flight is always on when you're in prison. Yes, fight or flight is always on when you're in prison. You go up to the door that was right across from yours. You open it up, Divine. Uh, I assume with the, uh, the the set of keys that you found. Yeah. Okay. None of them work. Huh. Sorry, did I miss the description of what the door and the lock look like? Uh, yes, you did, because I did not describe a door and a lock, because there is no door and lock. Uh, well, there is a door, but there's no lock and there's no handle. Oh. Uh, at, so basically, you walked into the hallway that is the anathema wing. There are, it is basically just a hallway with doors, uh, with small cells that you're now very familiar with that go uh, left and then right, but they're not, they're lined up in such a way that you will never be able to see the person across from you. And this is about 10 doors on either side and then at the very far end of the door or at the very far end of the hallway is one massive door that appears to have about four or five locks on it and a like heavy like safe like opening like uh like a safe uh wheel i I realized that i probably should have described that first but you seemed very intent on getting to uh to that guy yeah my boy Yes, good boy. Where uh, where we? Uh, I don't. I don't know if you've noticed, uh, Ricky, but it's kind of hard to tell where uh, people go once they come in. We know Minami's in here somewhere. He told me that much, but he don't know where in here he is. At that, uh, while Divine's trying to open the door, he's just going to nod, turn around, rear back, and yell, "Minami, hey!" You hear. Weekly from the far end of the hallway. Oh, fucking hell. Is that fucking Ricky? Are you goddamn kidding me? I can't even escape you. I can't even get a fucking bit of Who the fuck is going to give me free food, you jackass? You're the only one. No one else will give me free shit. Get the fuck out. Where are you? I'm all the way at the end. Also, how many falafel stands have you not, like, tried to vandalize by this point? They, They know you by the growl of your stomach coming down. You know, it doesn't have the same je ne sais quoi, you know? There's something about the spice you put into my food. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm, I'm over here with the, on the far end with the shackles that are uncomfortably tight. I'm going to go and do that. Interrupting Cody soon. Uh, you go down to the far end. He, uh, Minami is in a very similar situation where the, there is a door, but there is no handle. There is no obvious lock, but you can see through the bars. And you can see that Manami is, he doesn't look any goddamn different than you're, than, than he did before, except for his hands are a little bit like swollen because he's got the, the arm shackles that, uh, Divine had on before. And it's very obvious that these things have been like tightened to an uncomfortable degree. And he's just kind of like laying down there and he just kind of like waves to you and he's just like, hey, nice to see you, bud. And then Cody. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what the uh, lore role on how things are built is. Uh, I mean, it's going to be intelligence lore with if you have a specialty in architecture um, or it would be intelligence craft. I'm not 100 percent sure. However, uh, you did you did say that you went up to go and see uh, through like your, the dude who who was talking to you, right? Yeah. Okay. So the description of this character is that he is a uh, rotund, uh, dark skinned man with a like pulled back with uh, pulled back dreads. He has uh, like spectacles on his face and his feet and. Uh, 
hands are bound together uh, using the uh, like how that you had like two of the, the things he has one that has four things on him. So he's just kind of like sprayed out, like splayed out forward. And it's just like, does not look like he's in a very comfortable position. Oh, and he kind of like struggles to pick his head up to look at you. Oh, nice to put a face to a name. Well, face to a voice, I guess. Yeah, it's uh good to see you. you got any idea how these doors open? How the doors open? Well, I'd imagine on their hinges. <laughs> yeah. Uh, looking at the hinges, Brendan, what do the hinges look like? What type of hinges are these? Explain the engineering of this door to me, Brendan. Are there hinges? I feel like Brendan just flipped a table off mic. So, have you ever watched Star Trek? No, they slide No. Yeah, they, they they basically slide into like there is no obvious way in which these things could open outwards or inwards out of character. I'm going to let you know that they slide into the walls. They like recess like that. But in character, like, why would you think that? So pocket doors. So what if I wanted to roll a uh, lower roll to introduce the fact that the magnetic elements Trace magnetic elements inside the door can be repulsed by a sufficiently strong lightning attack. So, considering that these doors are designed to hold anathema, I'm going to say that that is probably going to be a no from me, dog. Dang it. Um, There would be obvious uh, charms and stuff that would be able to open things like this up. Um... Or finding some kind of uh, switch in the area that might control it. But basically, these doors are are designed to be able to take, like, a couple good hits from a fully powered up anathema. Gotcha. Because remember, the, the bindings don't stop you from doing your charm. They just get more strict on you the more that you do shit. So you said they kind of like slide back into the the wall. So if you stuck something into the door, in theory, you could pull them back into the wall. Yes. Yes, you could. Uh, you know what? I just figured the best way to, to explain them. They're like elevator doors. Yeah. All right. So we got to find whatever activates these doors to get them open. But I told you we were going to get you out of here. So. Uh, we'll be right back. Uh, obviously the open all the doors button didn't open all the doors. So, uh, yeah, we gotta find the open the rest of the doors button. Brendan, may I try something real quick? Of course. I am being held off and imprisoned from entering the room ahead of me that's holding Manami. Can I try broken button bowed on that door? The, the charm does specify that magic items require a difficulty three test. But I'm happily I'm happy to make that test. I'm going to say that since it, these doors, uh, in in their own way, this system of keeping the anathema imprisoned is technically an artifact. I'm going to say that it is going to be a difficulty four test to get through them, and you will not be breaking it. You'll just be able to like kind of like open it up for a moment. Alt, um, strength and athletics. Yes, it is strength and athletics to do that. Okay. So I, it wouldn't be breaking it. It'd be like prying the door open. Yes, it would be basically like prying the door open because specifically the thing says that uh, uh, artifacts will never fail in this way, but the difficulty to pick locks or break bindings is lowered. So basically, like, you can't break the artifact, but you can get it wide enough open for someone to slip through. Okay. In that case, I'd like to try to, like, I'm going to, like, Look at the door from the ground floor and up top and on the sides and look at how level it is and try to find the spot in the door that is the weakest and jam the end of my staff in there and try to just like haul back and crack it open so I can like make some space to open it enough for him to slip out. Okay. Like I said, that's going to be a difficulty four and uh, more successes means better things. Uh, also, with you describing it, I will absolutely give you those extra two dice. <laughs> All right. 
at six successes, you are able to pry that door open using your literally God-given powers um, to break open the bindings that are keeping you from your friend. Um, as you are able to place the staff inside of there to keep it open, Minami sees, uh, seizes his moment to get through and makes a quick snap decision of jumping through. Um, he manages to get through before um, whatever that they've been doing to him at this point has kind of weakened him. He does kind of give you a shoulder tackle, but in doing so, he also doesn't hurt himself when he accidentally moves your staff and the doors immediately snap shut. Uh, All right, guy. There you go. <sighs> fuck, man. Thanks. Why the fuck are you in here? I, uh, I took a new, I took a new gig. Apparently, I'm an anathema now. So, uh... Say, say again? You, you what now? I'm gonna grip my staff just a little bit tighter. Just, uh, just walk me through this real slow-like, okay? He kind of, uh, looks to you and goes, Yeah, uh... I, uh... He raises up his hands and everything. I exalted! Uh-huh. You, uh... You're, you're a little old for that, pal. Hey, look. You, you, you what? know what I'm getting at here, right? You, you know how this looks? You you think that I'm, like, demon-possessed or something, right? No, I mean, no, but I also... No, but yeah? No, but, no, but yeah. Okay, listen. Um, It's not what you think. I'm not, like, glowing bright like the sun or nothing. It's just... And I ain't, I ain't got that... That that moon that that moon glow to me, and like you can hear from behind you, uh, that this woman's voice being like, "Ah, fuck you," and he's just like, "Hey, I'm talking to you, lady." And he just kind of looks back to you and was like, "Listen, I had a guy come into the restaurant, uh, while that you were off uh doing whatever you do, and he asked me, "Hey, Minami, make me the best food you got." So I did it. I made him the best food that I ever that I ever could because he he was. He was paying in straight jade. I figured I could maybe go and get myself a pair of, pair of jade, uh, jade knives. Great for cutting into some of them uh, furnace rhinos if I can ever get my hands on them. Right, so I was thinking, oh, you know, this would be great. I get myself a new pair of uh, jade knives. I can cut into some furnace rhinos. We can f actually finally figure out how, how those fuckers taste. Well, he tells me. Oh boy, this is the best food that I've had in all the across all the eight directions. Can't believe that you're just a mortal chef. This is this is fantastic. This is amazing. And he asked me if I wanted to be even better, and I told him, "Fuck you! I can't. Fuck you! I'm the best there is. You couldn't make me any better." And he said, "I'll take that as a take that as a challenge." And then he uh, disappeared right in front of me, and uh, gave me a new name. Oh yeah. Go, go on. Yeah, uh, well, you know how that, like, you got, like, people, like, uh, like, back on the blessed, like, back on, back on the aisle, you got, like, the rose black, you got, like, the scarlet empress, and, and you, you know, you, you, you got your own little title and everything. So, uh, apparently, I'm Flavors of the South Star. You know, that must be a pretty stupid demon, if it is a demon. It's a pretty whack name. Thank you all for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you liked what you heard, why not give us a follow on Twitter for more updates as to when we'll be releasing episodes. You can also give us a like or review on your podcast app of choice. Just a few quick button clicks and you can help us defeat the dreaded algorithm boss. The theme song for this game was Main Theme by Alexander Nakarada, copyright 2019, used under a Creative Commons license. And hey, for making it this far, I saw that cool thing you did, so have some stunt dice.